All right, let me ask you a question. Do you think it's important to be a good salesperson? I mean, if you're in the sales profession, I mean, that answer is probably obvious. But what if you're a plumber or maybe even a stay-at-home parent? Well, I'm here to tell you that it's vitally important for you to be a good salesperson. And today I'm going to make that case by giving you four concrete examples of why it's important, what areas of your life it applies to, as well as a few ideas on how to become a better salesperson. And by the end of this episode, you're going to realize that you've been selling your entire life and also the importance of developing those skills. So stay tuned as we get started with today's show. Welcome to the Money, Love, and Freedom Podcast, where you'll develop the mindset and skills to create a life of total abundance. From business and wealth to love and sex, discover what it takes to live a life of freedom on your terms. And now, your host, Coach George Wang. What's up, Freedom Fighters, and welcome to episode 33 three of the Money, Love, and Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Coach George Wang, and my mission is to help you become a more effective leader and an influencer through proper communication tools. And in that light, today, we're going to talk about why and also a little bit about how to become a salesperson, meaning why is it important for everyone to be a great salesperson? Now, before you jump in and tell me that you're not a salesperson, you're actually a coach or a plumber, a trainer, or, or, or even a stay-at-home parent, and, and selling isn't what you do, let me stop you right there for a second and say that selling is something that everyone does. First, let me explain at least one definition of sales and the way that I use it, which is the ability to get your message across so that the other person or group understands your message and takes action on it. So what that means is if you've ever tried to maybe get your spouse to do something or maybe convince your friends to go to an event or maybe you want to take your company in a new direction and you have to get people on board with your idea, you were selling. And some sales will be extremely easy, right? Like if, if I'm with a bunch of my electronic music loving friends, which I do like electronic music and I have a lot of friends that do, and Tiesto happens to be in town putting on a show, then that's a pretty easy, easy sell. I tell my friends, say you want to go and they say yes. Or maybe if I was selling water to a man lost in the middle of the desert, that's also a pretty easy sell. It's not as clear or simple when you're trying to change maybe the direction your company has been taking for the last 20 years and you need to convince 20, 30, 40 plus stakeholders that the direction you're proposing is going to be beneficial for your company. It's also not so clear if you're in a situation where maybe you are a plumber and you know that replacing somebody's beat up toilet would cost $1,000 and last them 10 years or more. But they only wanted you to fix it, which would cost half the price, maybe $500. But you are 80% sure that you'll have to be back in the next year to fix it all over again if they don't replace it. 
and you know that just fixing it isn't the best long-term option for them. Maybe there's a scenario where somebody is a wife or you're a wife, and your husband's cholesterol and blood pressure are through the roof, and he's resistant to making any lifestyle changes, even though he knows logically that they'd benefit his health and give him the best chance to live a long, healthy life. All these scenarios require one thing, and that's for you to sell the idea to the other party or the other person so that they take action. Again, my definition is selling is the ability to get your message across so that the other side understands it and takes action. So there's another lesson here too, by the way, that if you aren't getting the result you want, meaning you're trying to get your message across over and over again, and the other person just isn't taking action, that means that they don't understand your message the way that they need to understand it. So there's something I want you to remember here. So write it down, take a note, or, you know, take out your phone and put in a notepad, whatever. But here it is. You ready? The meaning of your communication is the response that you get. Are you got it? I'm going to say it again. The meaning of your communication is the response that you get. So, for instance, if you've put out a communication of some sort to a prospect in social media, to your husband, wife, whatever the scenario is, and the response you get is essentially, fuck off, you should either reconstruct the way you're delivering the message or find someone new to deliver that message to. Now, now you don't have always necessarily have the option of the latter one, right? In, in the case of trying to convince your husband, for instance, or your wife to take on a healthier lifestyle, then you can't just necessarily go choose a new husband or a new wife. Then you have to keep adjusting your communication until your spouse sees, hears, and feels your message the way that they need to in order to make a change. Now, notice what I said here. Notice I said they need to see, hear, and feel your message the way that they need to, not the way that you do. It's, I mean, it's super common for people to mix that up. A very common hearing that I, uh, sorry, a very common saying that I hear is that, you know, quote unquote, well, if they saw it my way, then they would take action. That statement isn't entirely false. If they were you and they saw it your way, then yes, maybe they would take action. But here's the caveat to that. They're not you, so they will never see it your way. They need to see it their way. Got that? And by the way, this brings me to another point that I maybe I want you to write down and take notes on. There's a really simple three-step process to have the other person understand your message the way that they need to. And that is... One, know your outcome. Two, notice your feedback. And three, have behavioral flexibility. Now, I'm just going to leave this as 
a little bit of a teaser here. And uh, I guess in the next episode, I guess I just decided right now that uh, in the next episode, I guess I'll go into a little bit more detail on what these three steps are, how to implement them. So uh, I guess make sure you're subscribed to this show so you don't miss that episode. Um, but, but for today, I just want to stay focused on the point, which is why having these sales, sales skills is important. And by the way, my job first is to get my message across to you also in a way that you understand it. Okay, it's always important to make sure that you do it in a way that the other person understands it. So it's true, you might not have the option to find somebody else to deliver your message to. Okay, true. So what if you decide to take your message to another audience? Let's say you're trying your message with one audience and it's not working and you keep trying and trying and trying, then guess what? Your message needs to be changed. That's number three, having the behavioral flexibility. So I'm always going to go back to try to adjust your message in a way that they can understand it. So again, as always, I'm digressing a little bit. So let's let's get straight to this point here, okay? What I'm going to do now is I'm going to give you four specific reasons why having sales skills is probably one of the most important skills you can have to get ahead in life. So number one, sales skills, honestly, are fundamental in pretty much all communication, right? You, you heard the three-step earlier, right? The three steps, know your outcome, notice your feedback, and have behavioral flexibility, that is inherent in almost any conversation you're ever going to have because basically in every conversation, there's, there's some objective. Nobody really talks for no reason. Sometimes it's for entertainment. Sometimes it's just to shoot the shit. And sometimes it's to figure out a very specific objective. So whatever the reason for the conversation is, having good sales skills is ultimately going to allow you to communicate an all areas of your life better and with more conviction and greater results. So that's number one. Number two, sales skills are fundamental to leadership. Now, if if you're in any type of leadership role or you want to be in a leadership role, if you work within an organization or maybe you're thinking about starting your own company or your own business or maybe your own nonprofit or something like that, You've got to be selling because as a leader, you need to sell your vision to the organization in a way that they understand it. You know, I was, I was working in tech sales here in Silicon Valley for a few years and really quickly rose the ranks from being an entry-level salesperson. I mean, as low as you could possibly get in the sales totem pole to very quickly closing deals with Fortune 500 companies. And I'm talking big six-figure-plus deals, of which I would get 10% commission off each, right? And I also worked directly with the CEO to create a new sales process and kind of tweak some of the existing process we had for the entire team. Now, this is the type of career, honestly, that would usually take, and and what I've seen people normally do here in Silicon Valley, it usually takes people around, say, six to 10 years to accomplish this, uh, within this industry, at least. I did it in under two years. Not to mention, before this experience, I have not worked in over nine years because I was playing poker professionally. So how does someone who's played poker for nine years with a huge resume gap 
suddenly hop into the world of tech sales, of high-tech software, by the way, and condense a 10-year career path into two. It's because I learned this skill set way before I ever got into poker and kept practicing it throughout my entire poker career. And by the, I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying this to try to you know, show you how great I am because honestly, as a human, as a living being, I am no greater than you. But what I have been absolutely great at is I've been great at learning these skills and then applying them every single day. And what that means is you can too. All right, on to number three. Sales is also fundamental to running a home. Now, this might be a clear no-brainer. I'm not sure. But, you know, I, I don't have kids. Okay, let me, let me use this example. I don't have kids. Currently, right now at least, it's just my wife and I and our two cats. But I coach a lot of parents. And they all know this one truth, which should be obvious. And that is, you can't talk to your kids like you talk to your spouse. But, but so often we see people trying to convince their kids, uh, for instance, to eat vegetables the same way they would try to convince their husband or wife who has high cholesterol to eat vegetables, right? They might say, eat your veggies, they're healthy for you, right? That rarely works on husbands and wives, yet somehow we expect that to work on a 10-year-old. Like, I don't, does that make any sense? So what you need, again, to use is that third step in the process. You need to use that behavioral flexibility. You need to change your behavior, the way you're presenting the information, the lines you use, the types of questions you use, the tones in which you choose to pose those questions. These are some of the many elements you can change in your behavior so that the other person can recognize what the communication, the message that you're trying to convey to them in a way that they can understand it. Now, again, I don't have kids yet, but if I had kids, I would tell them to eat vegetables because if they do, then one day they'll be strong like their heroes or smart like their hero or pretty like their hero, whatever it is. I would frame it in a way that is in a benefit that they actually care about. Because honestly, at that age, kids don't really understand the detriments of their health choices. They're going out, they're playing, they're having fun. They're not thinking of long-term chronic illness like heart disease and cancer. However, they all, almost all of them at least, have some heroes that they want to be like. So instead of saying, eat your veggies because it's healthy for you, say, Eat your veggies so that you can become this like your hero, become strong like your hero, smart like your hero, pretty like your hero, courageous like your hero, whatever it is. Number four, and this is one of my favorites and obviously the easiest application for this, and that is sales skills are fundamental to your business. And that might sound super obvious, but let me elaborate about this a little bit, okay? 
without sales, I mean sales system, sales language, sales closing, you don't actually have a business, right? Yes, you need an audience first. You need to do marketing, all that stuff. But if you're not selling anything, then you're not making any money. And I have yet to find a business that has done really well without making any money. So here's where I see a lot of missteps, okay? And I'm gonna get into this a little bit, uh, especially in the online marketing world because there's a ton of online marketing. People are creating podcasts like this one, for instance, right? YouTube channels. Now there's TikTok, people are all over social media, running paid ads, pay-per-click, Google ads, right? They're doing all these things which are all great. And by the way, I literally do all of those things I just said too, uh, with the exception of TikTok. I don't really understand TikTok. If anybody out there actually understands TikTok and wants to coach me on TikTok, I am all ears. I'm ready and I am a willing client. Um, and all these things are great, right? But if you're driving traffic and spending a lot of times in these areas, but there isn't a sales process in place to actually turn that prospect into an actual customer, you're actually doing both of you, meaning you and the prospect, a disservice. Because if you have something of value for your prospective customers and you know they'll be better off, but you've been gun-shy about actually selling them something, then you're not doing anyone any favors, okay? They're not getting the full value from you that they could be, and thus, their lives are not benefiting from it. And you know what you're going to end up doing? You're going to market yourself. If you're not selling them anything, you're going to end up marketing yourself straight to bankruptcy court. And I've seen this quite a few times where a few you know, companies I've been looking at recently have these great marketing systems, incredible marketing, and they're driving a ton of traffic to their sites, to their pages, to their landing pages, and then their sales process is broken and they're just losing a ton of value for both them and their prospects. Now, now, what if you actually have a product out in the market, like something that you're selling? You have a product, a program, a course out in the marketplace. It's not just enough to have it out there. You have to be out there with it, selling it. And this doesn't necessarily have to be like with this one-on-one selling with you and me, right? While I would highly recommend with most products and most services, you start with one-on-one selling so you can understand what the customer's actual needs are. Why are they buying it? How do they want to buy it? What are the normal objections that come up? You can't really do that. I mean, I guess you can, but it's, it's a lot harder to do it without doing this one-on-one. When you do it one-on-one, I'm telling you, you get a lot of very, very raw instant, quick feedback that you can immediately act upon. So I'd always recommend doing it one-on-one first. But then once you do that and once you have this understanding, then you can create like an automated sales funnel that's entirely automized. And keep in mind that this is very different from a marketing funnel. A A marketing funnel essentially brings people into your ecosphere, Right, like they're the people who are now a part of your audience, a part of your tribe. They're on your email list. They're they're following you on social media, whatever it may be. And then, of those people who are in your marketing funnel, some of them, all of them, or even segmented groups within your audience might be put into one or various different sales funnel that then close them on a sale of a particular product or service that you offer 
that turns them into a customer from a prospect. Now, I know a lot of people love marketing, but they have this false belief that they don't like selling until they realize that they've been selling their entire life. Since you are five years old and you were trying to convince a friend to play a new game with you on the playground, you have been selling. Your business relies on sales. Your customers, your prospects' livelihood, the betterment of their lives relies on you to be selling to them. So the bottom line is, don't be afraid to sell. So there you have it. Four reasons why you want to be a good salesperson and develop this skill set. This week was a bit more focused on the why. And next week, I think what I just kind of decided to do during the show is I'm going to go a little bit more into the how, and I'll discuss a little bit more in detail that three-step process we spoke a little bit about earlier, and pretty much basically how to sell without being, feeling, or sounding like a sleazy used car salesman, which, by the way, that persona, I do not consider selling. Let me be very clear about that. I do not, you know, that, that typical salesperson that's, that's just pushing you and pressuring you, that is not what I consider selling. I call that hostage taking. Because when a real salesperson sells, everyone wins. You win because you've created the value for the world and that's because of that have provided an income for you and your family. And the prospect wins also because they're receiving the value that you put into the world. Everyone has some experience with some salesperson that they loved. Maybe it was a real estate agent that they might have worked with, a service provider perhaps, or maybe even a coach who sold them a program that made them a lot of money in return or you know, got them over some hump that they wanted to get over. This is the type of salesperson you want to be. The one who provides more value to others than they take in in cash dollars. And because of that, Everyone is better off for it. Because see, when you sell something, you always want to provide more in value than cash income you receive for it. And then everybody wins. Got it? Good. I want to thank you today again, as always, for listening. Please, again, share this episode with anyone who you think could benefit from this. And again, we're going to continue this conversation next week with more specifics on how to become better at sales. Because you see, what happens when you become better at sales is you become a better communicator, a stronger leader, a more loving family member, and a more profitable business person. And all of that ultimately leads you to a life of freedom on your terms. Take care, everyone, and we'll be back again next Monday.